Welcome to this week in Skiza Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me, as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Excited to talk some playoff basketball as we get close here. Yeah, it is definitely playoffs are right around the corner. Spring sports are literally budding everywhere, and everybody's having a blast. Too much going on if you're an AD at this time of year. Um, We did have some very important things happen this last week, so I'm going to get some shout-outs um for the winter sports we always get stuck talking about basketball because that's the big one we know that but wrestling ben lippin captured the wrestling state championship carl newman is state runner-up and i believe this is ben lippin's third year three peat in a row winning state championship so congratulations to ben lippin um really good job there um three years in a row and then against the carl newman team i guess they're pretty heated rivals i would guess wouldn't you yeah i think that that columbia you know for a while in skis or wrestling it's kind of in that columbia region it's hammond it was Hammond, Carter, Newman for a long time. We're kind of the big two. And then Bid Lippin kind of got in there and it's kind of taken over the last few years. Um, I know for a while, you know, wrestling with those sports that was kind of centered in that Midlands area. Uh, you had some teams that splintered off like, a, um, you know, I think uh, Orangeburg Prep had a team for a while. I want to say one of the teams on the beach, maybe John Paul had a team for maybe still has a team. Um, but that kind of those three teams in Columbia have kind of been your powerhouses over recent years. And that you said, Ben Lippy, I, I believe you're right on that. That's the third year in a row that they've won the state championship. And I believe if I'm right this weekend, I believe they have the individual championships. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah so they they kind of split it by your weight class and do an individual bracket. Uh, last week's the team bracket. This week's the individual. Yeah. And there's actually a link for that. Um, I think on the Skiza website, the hometown ticketing to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at the Sumner Civic Center, just like where the nice. basketball state championships are. Good to know. Yeah, know. well, that's what's on my – Now you know that. Now, now I know my, that. <laughs> now you know. Um, also, we have bowling. So I'm going to brag first on the Wilson Hall. Wilson Hall girls Yep. won um, the state championship, I believe, in girls. They did. Right, bowling. And, and Heathwood Hall was state runner-up. Mm-hmm. Porter Gowd was won the boys' state championship with Thomas Sumner as the runner-up. And Lawrence Mann won the co-ed state championship. Yeah. And Carter Newman was the runner-up. Yeah, so good representation. There's there's really about eight or nine schools that are pretty big into bowling right now. A lot of them are kind of in the, the Sumter PD area. You've got, got Wilson Hall, Orangeburg Prep, Thomas Sumter, Lee Academy um, are kind of some of your big ones. And then, like you mentioned, Heathwood, Carter Newman, and Porter Porter Gow, excuse me, that kind of come in from outside. Uh, Lawrence Manning has had a, had a good team for a while. Uh, and it's interesting. It's interesting. We've kind of gotten more into the bowling this year with with our teams having a little more success. But kind of the style they go through, they, they bowl what's called a, a Baker style. So everybody bowls a frame. It's a five-man team. So everybody bowls two frames, essentially. But you go in rotation. So I go first frame. You go second. You know, Denise is third. Glenn's fourth. Eddie's fifth. Then I go back to six. You go seven, eight, nine, ten. And so it – um. You know, it's an interesting team dynamic to it, which is pretty cool. Each team bowls three games. Uh, and then the team at the state meet, what they do is everybody bowls their three games and the top four teams in each division advance to the championship round. And the championship round, it starts back at zero, re-bowl three games. So they ended up bowling six games, but each bowler only had was that, 12, 12 frames. Yeah. So a little bit more than a, than a full day. Yeah, um, it's, it's been fun. We actually have an individual bowler this okay. year. So yeah. he he's been kind of filling me in. He's he's done some of the the meets with Carl Newman and Lawrence Mann and just filling in and rotating in. So he's really enjoyed it. 
and he'll be competing in the, for next weekend individual. I think that's coming up yeah. this weekend as well. That's coming up Monday. That'll be Monday at uh, Gamecock Lanes in Sumter. Again, that's kind of where they've, you know, Royal Z and Lexington had had uh, some meets or matches, but but Gamecock Lanes and Sumter's kind of been where skis has looked to go in recent years um, for the for the bowling. And it, it is interesting too. You mentioned like y'all have an individual. I've noticed you know, there's there's men's, women's, and co-ed. And and what I've noticed over the course of the season, which is pretty cool, different sports have different cultures, but in bowling, you know, the culture you'll see a team sometimes. My coach will send me that'll be like you mentioned two Wilson Hall kids, a Florence Christian kid, an LMA kid, and a Reagan prep kid. And it's just like, you know, letting the kids bowl. You know, it's a great experience, a great sport. You know, winter is kind of dominated by basketball, like you mentioned, but you got wrestling and bowling kind of as alternative options. A lot of schools can't do wrestling. So bowling's a pretty good option for a lot of those kids. So, yeah, yeah. congratulations to those teams, and, and good luck to everybody in the individual tournament that's coming up this weekend. Well, I don't think there's enough schools that know, you know, that yeah. it's kind of growing – um, you know, we 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 toyed with it this year. We're gonna keep looking for it in the future. Um, the dates are the days they play are hard for us personally yeah, at our Monday, school. Wednesdays, yeah. right? Um, however, um, you only from what the rules I had this year, you have to qualify. Your team has to go to two meets to qualify for state. Well, yeah. So they don't have to go every week. You know, this is right. something that you can do. And yeah. you know, smaller schools, your your bowling team typically you're not taking away from your basketball team. Correct. Athletically, yeah, you, you know, for your you smaller. Got- you know, and, and you only need five. Uh, it's five players on a team. Now, obviously, you have some substitutions and, and you know, different people, different weeks that can make it or not make it. But if you're a small school looking for an alternative to, to basketball, I think that bowling is a great option because, again, there's the co-ed angle that you can go where you don't even need five boys or five girls. You can just have five kids. That right. Are gender and they and then you can go that way. So, yeah, definitely it's important that, to keep an eye on as it continues to grow. And you small schools out there that are listening, definitely make sure uh, that you all give it a shot. Yeah. So, um Nice job, Rip, and good job for your Wilson Hall girls. I, I'm, a, I'm. Are you the coach of that too? By the way, I'm not. I'm not. No, uh, coach Curtis Helms is the coach of that. He does a great job, but he keep, he's one of my good coaches that keeps me nice and informed and what's going on. Nice. As, a, as a in in the athletic world, uh, that's not always the case. So we appreciate those that do a good job for us. There you go. All right, so now I got to pump this because we didn't pump it last week, and I got to change it and figure out how to do this. So. On our Skiza Facebook page, not the school board news, even though we've getting a lot of good information off of that. Appreciate it. especially smaller schools have really sent stuff there. It's great um, knowledge to see all that. However, on um, there's a post on there it's called the Basketball Challenge. And this is what we came up with kind of as an alternative to, you know, the football pick'ems or, you know, how we did the pick'ems. So if you go on our Facebook page and you just comment with the school that you are affiliated with or follow – then you will automatically be entered. And we can take up to 96. Like right now, last I checked, there was around, you know, 20-something. But I don't think our Facebook page gets, like, followed a whole lot, right? So I think we're getting close to 30, 30 people so far. Well, your name is going to be put in a hat and randomly chosen to partner with a school that has made a playoff on in any level, boys and girls, Okay. And so now you have a team that you're invested with, and that's your team. And if your team wins the state championship, there'll be four on each side, you know, four champions, boy, four girl champions. Those eight names will be entered into a hat, or I think we might actually even do the four winners of girls and four winners yeah, of boys. that's what I understood too, yeah. Yeah, and um, Brett Butler with Go Mortgage has offered to um, donate again some gift certificates. I think we'll probably do Texas Roadhouse again because there's, you know, that's one general area where people can just find one. Um, and if you're get drawn, if your team wins the state championship, not the team you pull for, the team you get tagged with, 
and um, get drawn from hat, you'll win that gift certificate. So if you want to enter, join that to kind of keep people invested, following brackets, maybe following a team you don't typically follow. It could be kind of a cool idea to see that. Um, so I now, think it's pretty cool. Just, and we didn't talk about this at all, so I don't want to throw a wrinkle, but is there anything that like, like say Neil Minton's in there and you're playing, uh, you know, Shannon Forrest in the playoffs and you've got Shannon Forrest advancing. Is there any collusion concern there? Yeah, because, you know, I'd much rather eat a steak than win a state championship. <laughs> That's fair. I want to get that out there. I mean, I, you never know. You never know what yeah. people might say. I, I'm I'm not putting my name in unless there is space at the end. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's fair, you know. So, yeah. but no, there'll be no collusion, no collusion on this part at all. Okay, okay. Just all making right. sure. I just want to throw that out there. Make sure we cover that base. <laughs> you know, Rip. It, it occurred to me just now that that would never occur to me. And that's the first thing you thought of. You know, I, I've just been in some pools before. You just never know. Sometimes. Maybe, you know. <laughs> all right, I can I can get on board with that. All right. Well, let's jump into our um basketball polls. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump in our basketball polls. And I know last week we kind of brought up more. Stats on the girls' side. So I know this week we're going to talk a little more on the boys' side. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, I'm going to say hand up. All right, hand up. Last week I was I was in the car driving. I, I wasn't I wasn't as prepared as I probably should have been last week. I'm going to try to make up for that this week. All right. I did my research. I've got my sheet. I, I'm showing you sheet. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> I, I got my research today to get going. We heard the feedback. Uh, the engagement's good. I'll say that too. Like I like when, you know, I'll get a random text from a coach. I'll be like, Hey man, appreciate the shout out this week, which I didn't give. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. About that. So they gave me a lot, a lot of outside, uh, influence is great. It means our listeners should be up and our viewership should be up. So we're excited about all that, but I got my research. I'm ready to go today. So yeah. you want me to start off? No, yeah. I mean, I, I do, but I, I will say, I do think it's funny because like, it really felt like in a matter of a couple of hours. You and I both received direct messages, yeah. Facebook comments, texts from people, which is great. People are listening. And I promise we're not trying to slight anyone ever. And neither one of us are ranking our schools even up here. You know, we're just we're and Absolutely. I, we're just doing the best to promote everybody. And we, you know, hey, I'm glad that people are engaged and I'm glad people are passionate about about sports. But I promise Absolutely. you, the two of us are here to support <laughs> the kids and love the kids and pump all of them the best we can. And um, and be truthful at the same time, you know, be Correct. truthful with what people are telling us from the outside. That's right. That's right. And again, our rankings here, again, we are, uh, we are pulling coaches. I promise this isn't just the, uh, the, the Neil and Rip brainchild. I mean, we are trying to get some information and, and I'll say as I did some more research this week, I, I learned some stuff that I hadn't really heard from any of their coaches yet. So I'm excited to talk about some of that, but let's start out. You want to start out 1A? Yeah, let's go 1A boys. And, and well, let's just go 1A like we normally do. 1A boys and 1A girls and work our way up. That's All right, perfect. All right, so I'll, I'll start off 1A boys. So on the 1A boys side, uh, Richard Wynn picked up a big win over W.A. King this week to kind of go to that – to cement that second-place spot, in my opinion. That was kind of the big game of the week from last week. Uh, Faith Christian hanging on to the number one shot. I think Faith's up to maybe 21-2 and two on the season, having a really, really good year there. Uh, Richard Wynn at two. And then Charleston Collegiate uh, also having a good season in that region with Faith Christian. And Charleston Collegiate's had some games lately where they, they haven't been able to win – but they've been very, very competitive against some of these top teams at that level. Um, at, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Faith, Faith, Richard Wynn, Charleston Gidget, 1, 2, 3. Looking at the region breakdowns of 1A, uh, you know, Faith Christian and Charleston Collegiate and theirs are, are kind of the 1-2 with Jeff Davis and Holly Hill coming up behind. The Richard Wynn region is insanely big. Uh, they have they, they play 16 region games. They have nine teams in their region. 
That's crazy. And so, like, I was looking on 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 match preps, and I was like, Richard wins fifteen and one in the region. Like, that's an entire season's worth of games right there. Uh, but that region, I mean, you've got Richard Wynn, WWE King. Um, you've got the Arlie the Rosary, Lawrence Academy, Newberry, Anderson Christian, Oconee Christian, Wardlaw. Cambridge, Wardlaw. All of them are in that same yeah. region. That's a that's a massive region of teams and a lot of good competition in that region as well. Yeah, so I, I was going to piggyback on that a little bit on the girls' side. But, you know, the boys, um, let's see, who was it? Lawrence had a – who did they beat early in the week? They had a good win early in the week. No, W. King. They had their 20th win of the season. They beat Lawrence in, in, a, in a hard-fought game, got their 20th win earlier in the season. Then they had the big game with Richard Wynn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard Wynn is going to end up being the region champs, I think, from Correct. what I was – the information That's I told I'm... from that win because they did have a loss to Lawrence. W. King er- did, yeah. Yeah, W earlier in the year. Then Lawrence boys turned around. They beat Newberry in a game in overtime. Yeah. Um, Lawrence hit a, a three-pointer uh, right with like right at game, you know, clock, five seconds left, mm-hmm. extended overtime, and then one in overtime against Newberry. So those guys are – they're battling each other. But on the girls' side, it's the same thing. All right, so I still have Curtis Babbitt is our number one in, in 1A girls. Um, and I know you can come back to the boys and, and possibly just shout out. But while you're talking about that region four, I literally have um, Charles Collegiate, which we hadn't had any information on the girls. But mm-hmm. I found out they are 15 and six and four and oh in the region. Wow. Okay. So I, I've, I've, and I, then I was able to talk to a coach and, and we've jumped into number two. And here's why number three, I have all of region four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they literally have just beat, beaten each other up. Wardlaw. Yeah. Cambridge got some big wins last week. The WW King girls are a good team. Lawrence girls are a good team. And we've had all them in and out of that top three. And I just think they're, they got four good teams that are yep. beating each other up. And there's no definitive one that looks really better than the other one right now. Yeah. Um, just kind of piggyback on what you said. So you got Curtis Baptist and Charles Collegiate, and then you have region four. Yeah. Um, yeah, and speaking of that Curse Baptist region, on the boys' side, shout out to Reagan Prep. Reagan Prep is a new school in Skiza, actually located here in Sumter. Uh, they have, they are co-region champions with Curtis Baptist uh, in that region on the boys' side, both of them finishing 7-1 and one in the region. Not sure what their region tiebreaker are. I know we're going to try to talk about that a little bit. Um, but then that region also includes some of the more Aiken schools, uh, Mead Hall, South Aiken Baptist, uh, Community Christian, I believe it is, which is also out of Augusta. Uh, and then you've got Low Country Prep, Kind of hiding away from everybody over by the beach. They've been St. Anne's Elizabeth, St. Elizabeth Ann are the only two. They only have a two-person region over there. Uh, but yeah, that Reagan Prep. I'm interested to see how that plays out for them on the boys. I don't think they've played quite the competition that the Faith Christians or Richard Wins have. Uh, but curiously, there talk about individuals a little bit. Like I said I want to give a couple of shout outs today. Lawson Wade over at Richard Wynn is kind of the leading scorer in 1A boys round. Now, again, these stats are all according to Max Preps. And 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 I know Max Preps isn't the end all be all. I know that it doesn't, it's not all inclusive. We know that, but that's all we can go off sometimes. Um, but Lawson Wade at Richard Wynn averaging 19.4 a game for them. Um, you've got uh Colson Lodeholt at Jeff Davis averaging 17.1. Um, and for the 1A teams. Those are really the only ones that are kind of in the top 30. Drew Spires from Richard Wynn also at 13.4 game. Uh, those are really your big scores there at the 1A level for the boys. Yeah, and I think it's going to be, like I said, I, I can't wait to see the end of that tournament. I want to see the final four on both of those 1A, the girls and boys, and I've, I've enjoyed talking about them and learning a little more about them. So um, I'll, just, I'll just go to 2A girls, and once again, it gets complicated. Uh, you know, Cathedral is still the front runner there, which we kind of feel like we'll be. Um, going into the tournament. I mean, you know, we've been back and forth with Buford and Patrick Henry. Um, you know, Buford, B 
beat them pretty solidly last week. Um, so I kind of got Buford as the number two. Um, I still I still don't see Patrick Henry not being the third team there, but I do yeah. think there's some other teams closing in. Um, I did have a, a someone ask about Kings and Florence, their girls' team, and they're having a very good season. We got to see them firsthand the other night. They played really tough. Um, their point guard, Meredith Hoover, is, is a really good player. We were able to get the win at the end. But I just don't think their region is as competitive as the mm-hmm. other regions. And I think that could come back to haunt, you know, that region overall, not just Kings, in, in the playoffs time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that on the girls' side. I think, like you say, it's kind of cathedrals – you know, to take and then that Patrick Henry Buford matchup, like guys, the boys, uh, interesting there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, two, a boys, two, a boys is about to get really interesting. So Andrew Jackson, uh, who's kind of been the number one seed all year, uh, they, they had, they, my understanding is they've had a little a change up on their roster, we'll say. And so they might not be quite sure. They lost to Calhoun Academy last week, pretty big. I think Calhoun beat up about 15 points. Um, I know Cathedral is kind of lurking there along with St. John's Christian. You know, St. John's Christian is a team that we we really hadn't talked a lot about. But when I went back and looked at, at kind of their wins and losses, I mean, they have a two-point loss to Faith Christian, a five-point loss to a full-strength Andrew Jackson. They lost an overtime to Andrew Jackson. Um, you know, some games early on, they played some of those public schools, Berkeley High School, St. John's High School, a four-point loss to, to Faith, a four-point loss to Ben Lippin who's a really strong team. So that St. John's Christian team could end up being, yeah. could end up being kind of a spoiler there in two way. So I think, I think it was Tuesday night. They beat Calhoun by three, 62, yes. 59. And, yeah. and they'll go to cathedral Friday. Right. So that's the big, that's, that's, the big that's yeah, that's my big game this week is that cathedral St. John's. Um, but yeah, so you look at the two, a boys, you got Andrew Jackson, you got Dylan Christian. who's still doing really well. Again, that region, not quite as strong top to bottom, but, but they've got a really good team at that two, a level cathedral. And then you've got the Patrick Henry Buford. Now, I saw this online, and this is an interesting thought I want to throw by you. So Patrick Henry and Buford split for the boys. Mm-hmm. Patrick Henry won by two points of the day. Um, Buford won by seven in overtime the first time they played. Ooh. How do you think that should be counted when it comes to point difference? <laughs> oh, my. Do I have to answer that right now? Do I get you don't have to answer it. I, just, it was, I saw it was posed by somebody. It was on, I was following – I think it was Loco Sports is, is a Twitter feed that gives some good information from that kind of Hilton Head area. I think and, that is and, a great question. And they said they someone posted and someone responded. They said, hey, you know, why does the overtime loss count as seven points when and technically it should be a zero? And I was like, oh, I've never thought of that before. Never thought about it. I think we might pose that question on the Facebook page and get people's opinion. I think that'd be yeah. a good question to talk about. Um, so that, like I said, that Patrick Henry Buford, uh, they're kind of battling out in that region. You know, looking at, at the region breakdowns here, you know, like I said, Andrew Jackson, uh, St. John's Cathedral, Calhoun. I mean, that region is really, really stacked this year with two A teams. Uh, the region two with Patrick Henry Buford at the top. You've got Bethesda kind of lurking. You know, Bethesda is a team that over the years can make some noise come playoff time. They're in that three spot right now in that region ahead of Holy Trinity, Hayward, Prep. Uh, behind them and cross school. And then you got Dylan Christian kind of taking control of that region, uh, 8-0 right now, winning pretty convincingly with Marlboro and Lee uh, kind of right behind them, kind of battling for second place. I think uh, they have some games this weekend that may determine that second place. Unless I, I might have seen it wrong, but I think Lee took beat Marlboro boys pretty good this week. I could be wrong, okay. so don't mark me down on that, but I thought okay. I saw that in the paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, that is a very interesting question. Yep. I mean, I mean, it really is. Obviously, if I'm coaching the team that went to overtime, I'm yelling zero, baby. I'm arguing right? zero. Yeah, 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 over I sure. I mean, 
I get it. But if you want, I mean, you know, the rules are written how they're written. You yeah. know, the, the interpretation sometimes is the fuzzy part. And this might have to go up the chain for somebody yeah. to decide this one. I would that, that's an interesting one. I also want to give a uh, a shout out to the, the young Felder boy that we talked about a lot this year. Scored a thousand point uh, last week over at Calhoun Academy. Good good job for him. Congratulations. Yeah. Um. Well, let's move. You ready to move on? Three A girls. Uh, well, I was going to talk the the two A boys. I will say on the scoring side again per Max Press, but some really interesting uh, scores over there. You've got um, Brendan Brantley. Uh, for Andrew Jackson, scoring 24.9 a game. And if I'm not mistaken, he's already hit over 100 threes this year. Wow. Shooting at 33%. Um, and, and so he's the leading scorer at 2A. Lee Academy with a young man, A.J. Danzi, averaging 23.8. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, Tony O'Banner at Thomas Hayward, averaging 18 a game. Um, and then William Felder, who we mentioned, also averaging 18 a game. Those are kind of your top scorers there at the 2A level. Um so congratulations to those guys for leading the way, at least in points goes so far this season. Yeah, and, and you know, there was a Felder kid when I first started coaching at Calhoun. It was a big guy. I think it was Brad Felder. You, don't, you might have been too young to remember. He, He's probably Brad was Brad was an OP kid. and then no, went, that's a different kid. There's another Felder kid at Calhoun. Uh, okay. Big, big kid. A good yeah, yeah, defensive yeah. football player. And I'm wondering if those were kids are related. Yeah. Not. Um, I don't know. It makes me wonder. That's how old I'm getting now that I ask stupid questions like that on the air. I apologize. <laughs> All right. So, 3A girls, it's Hilton Head Christian. She, they're number one. They still are killing everybody and dominating the region. Um, now, it's getting really interesting. Um, Shannon Forrest has beaten Greenwood Christian girls twice to secure that um, that region's title. So, congratulations mm -hmm. to them. I think it's the first time in their school history since joining Skiza that they've won the region title. Um, so Shannon Forrest there and not, it's really hard to rank after Hilton Head Christian because I think Shannon Forrest, you have PD who has beat us twice. Now um, they play really hard. Um, you know, they really got after it the other night here at our place, play really good defense. They have some really good athletes, you know, and um, they still have to play Christian Academy girls one more time. So Christian Academy could beat them and that would be a split and a tie break yeah. there. They had a five point game the first time. So, mm -hmm. um, but reality, I mean, PD 17 and one. Yep. You know, on the year. So you got to consider them up there, especially if they beat Christian Academy in that last game and win the region. You know, they're they're a top two, three, you know, three, four team. And Orangeburg Preps just plugging along doing what they do. And you know, they play some really tight off they played a tougher schedule probably than some of the yeah. other um two A teams. Um so overall record might not be as good, but they're very impressive. They were, you know, state runners up last year in the old two A. Um Miss Jan's got a good thing going there. But then like I said, don't sleep John Paul the second. Yeah. I think they're down there with like 14 and three. Or fourteen and four, something like that. Obviously, a couple losses to Hilton Head Christian, which is sure. you know understandable. So, not a region winner, but still probably a dangerous team. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, I still like Christian Academy. I think they're a gutsy, gritty team that that can compete with people. So um, it is is very interesting. I think you know, and we'll talk about the tournament here. I know we won't run out of time. How many teams are going to take? Are going to be buys? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But you're looking at Hilton Head Christian, Shannon Forrest, PD, and OP assuming PD wins their last game, you know, those might be your four, four by teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with, with a lot of that. And then on the boys side, that, that Spartanburg region, Shannon Forest is, is still kind of the number one team over on the state, but the rest of those teams in that region with Spartanburg day, Oak Brook Christian and Greenwood Christian are all beating each other up a little bit. And so yeah. they, that's pretty competitive down on Hilton head. You got Hilton head Christian, Hilton head prep. They play again, I believe Friday night this week. 
Uh, that'll be the rematch that Hilton Christian won the first game. Uh, Y'all's region, like we mentioned a few times, pre-stat with Christian Academy, PD, Florence Christian as your top three. Uh, Christian Academy, a, a host PD, I believe, on Tuesday, which Tuesday, now yeah. is kind of going to determine the region there. I know Christian Academy yeah. won the first game, but uh, both, you know, I know the night y'all had a good game with PD, PD able to knock y'all off um, and, and kind of set up that big showdown next Tuesday. Yeah, and it was. It was a really good game here Friday night with our boys. You know, I mean, we feel like our boys have a good team, but they haven't got it done in the region. You know, they just haven't. They're going to be a tough out for somebody. Yeah. I think um, I'm curious to see how the committee weighs it. I know the the one the one region, um, Northside Christian, I think, Orangeburg Prep, they're mm-hmm. going to be one and two in that region. They are, yeah. And we're going to be third-place team in our region and 3-0 and against them. Yeah. Against whoever wins, you know, the first and second in that region. So, yeah. I'm curious to see how Skiza handles that kind of yeah. stuff. And um. Yeah. You know, that's why they get paid the big bucks. The committee does, not me. That's right. That's but, um, right. yeah, um, but I, I, but I, PD, PD, you know, obviously Hunter Spivey is, you know, just changes mm-hmm. how you had to play the game. Yeah. But, um, you know, also for some reason, the, the brain is not working there. Kobe Richardson, number five, man, he, he's a, he's a heck of an athlete. He had yeah. a really good football season and he has just absolutely got it done against us both games. The quietest 20 points I've ever seen in my entire life. The other night. I mean, the <laughs> yeah. abs- 22, actually, 22 points. Yeah quietest I've ever seen so you know hats off to him he plays really hard really smart good body control left-handed yeah. so it's a little awkward you know I mean he just does everything right so I mean PD is going they're a tough team to go and play can play off time too but you're right Spartan Marie beat each other up but they also I think are capable of of they're good basketball players yeah good basketball good, region well and really good coaches is a big yes. reason that's a really good coaching region which yeah. is always scary come playoff time right um yeah some of your shots for 3a leading score uh Sean Cousineau I believe his name is Hilton Head Prep. He's committed to UT Chattanooga. Uh, he's leading the way in 3A with 22.1 points per game. You've got Brandon Wilkins, one of the kind of the three-headed monster there for Shannon Forrest with 19.5 with Nolan Paladuga at 18.2 right behind him. Hudson Spivey, who we just mentioned at 18 points a game as well. Um, so, yeah, some, some of the leading scores there for 3A. Wanted to give them a quick shout-out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very good. All right, so we're done with 3A. Let's move to 4A. Um Girls' side, nothing's changed. It's Heathwood Hall, Trinity, two, Northwood, and First Baptist, probably three and four. I mean, I'll be shocked if those aren't your four um, yeah. buys. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, like we said, we said all year, Ham is right behind them. Mm-hmm. I know um, I don't like to pronounce her name because I might say it incorrectly, but – Samira Khalil. There you go, Samira. There you go, Khalil. She um, she scored her thousandth point this, this week she as did. well. So, congratulations to her. And, um, you know, that's really all I got on the girls' side, Rip. So – yeah, I, I agree. I think that top five is kind of set apart. I think that behind that it's going to be really competitive uh, with with the teams like the teams from our region with with uh, you know Wilson, Lawrence, Manning, the Porter Gouds, the 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 Ben Lippins, the Augusta Christians. I think those are going to be some really good first round matchups there on the girls' side. On the boys' side, big big upset this week as Hammond knocked off Carter Newman Friday night, uh, and so uh, Augusta Christian that. As well, they play Hammond. Let me phrase that. Augusta plays Hammond on Tuesday, and if Augusta Christian wins that game, then they'll be the region champions and presumably the number one overall seed at state. Uh, that kind of bumps Carter Newman over to First Baptist uh, as the two and the three. You know, behind them, you've got kind of a group of four with Porter Gal, Ben Lippin, Pinewood, and Hammond, who I think are all proven they can win some big games. Be really, really competitive as they kind of fight it out for that 
maybe that last buy or those three seeds at the state tournament, you know, one of those have to be a four seed um, and then uh, kind of down from there. So I do think on the boys side for 4A, you've got Augusta, Cardinal, and First Baptist, you know, maybe that that middle group right there with Porter, Pinewood, Hammond, obviously proving they can play. They played with First Baptist really well last week as well. Um, and, and, you know, but then behind, you know, that group of seven right there is really kind of where your strength is up top. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I know we're getting close to that tournament time, and you know, so what are some of the big scores you said you got the uh, for four A? Yeah, so John J D Gardner, uh, who also just scored a seven point for Heathwood, he's leading the way in three A with twenty points per game. Um, he's he's really the big score uh, behind that. You know, three A uh, or four A, I'll admit, not as good as some of our smaller schools. Uh, Pinewood Prep has Michael Vince. <laughs> Averaging 15 points a game, and Thomas Robertson also averaging 14 points a game. Uh, but my 4A coaches, my guys, I got to call you out. I don't think we're doing as good of a job posting our scores as some of our smaller schools are. So let's pick that up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think, too, sometimes you get smaller schools to kind of rely on one kid to score more, you know, sometimes. And that yeah. can show, too. But, um, well, let's talk real quick before we have to get off the air. Um, <coughs> playoffs. The question we've all been getting and the rumors that we're all hearing, how many teams? And, and yeah, so and, – and I'll say, you know, I, from what we're all understanding right now, it's going to be 12 teams per classification. That's kind of what the word is right now. Um, now, that could still change. Uh, that's not official. But that's kind of the, what we've heard is that 12 teams per classification, boys and girls, schedule-wise, that keeps it similar to what's been in the past. You've got – or similar for – I say for us, for 4A, 3A, now 4A. We've always had 12. So for other teams, what that does is it gives your first four teams a bye, uh, which is really important. And then everybody else will play either Friday for the girls or Saturday for the boys. Then the the next week gets shifted around a little bit as far as who plays where, because my the last I've heard is that the championships will be Friday and Saturday. So Friday, kind of like what football has moved to with four classifications, mm-hmm. somebody will play their state championship on Friday night. The other three or six, in our case, will play theirs on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's – um. You know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. And please, anybody listening, don't don't hold this as this is not set in stone and this is yeah. not us knowing more than anybody else. Just a culmination of people talking and kind of getting an idea from different people, ADs. And, you know, I, I wouldn't even begin to know who told me what. To be perfectly honest, that's how the times kind of work. But, um, yeah, 12 teams, top four get a bye. Yeah, that is a big deal, um, but should be exciting also for the teams. I know in the past, like I said, Friday girls, Saturdays been the boys, and then kind of Monday, Tuesday, sometimes it moves to classifications playing instead Correct. of boys and girls. Yeah. Um, and that's always cool if, you're, if your school gets to go to the same place and, and play. Absolutely. The same, you know, yeah, teams. I think – and then the host sites will be similar, Wilson Hall, Heathwood, OP. Um, I think with going to 12 per class, I think that keeps the number of teams around the same. Yeah. Um, real quick before we go, so my challenge to you, Neil – we're going to see how smart we really are. Okay. All right. I want you and I, we're going to predict the brackets. I like now, we're not going to publish them. We're not going to post them. Just you and I, personal challenge. We're going to make the brackets. We'll show each other before they come out. Let's see how close we can get them. I like it. I All like right. It. So we'll, well, I'll issue that challenge to you and see if, if we can, you know, see, see if we might know a little bit of what we're talking about. We might be very wrong. We probably, might be. We very well might be. Uh, but I am curious to see how we can stack up. And I encourage other people, if you want to, if you want to join the challenge, Make your brackets. You can send them to me. My email is Coach Ripley at Gmail. I'd love to see them and see how you stack up uh, against. Oh yeah, or just uh, take a picture and put it on the on Facebook page. There you go on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the interaction. So yeah, for sure. And and join our game. And I'm probably put a Facebook question about that question you asked okay, me. Yeah, I like reaction. that. Right, but y'all, thanks for um checking in, and we'll see you next week.
Thank you, Neil.